In this Sikha, the Rebbe explains the connection between Yud Beis Tammuz, Yud Beis Yud Gimel Tammuz, the Chaga Geula of the Free Yudhika Rebbe, with the Parshias of Chukas and Bolok, as they are connected, Mechubarim, Chukas and Bolok. The Rebbe is going to explain the connection between Yud Beis Tammuz and Chukas, the connection to Bolok, and the connection to both. So Chukas, as we know, is the kind of command of Hashem that's completely beyond logic, beyond reason. In Avoida, which aspect of us is that part that goes completely beyond logic? That's the Avoida of Mesiras Nefesh, of course. Because when we deal with Seichel, when we speak with, about intellect, intellect is always going to look for ways how to survive, how to continue living. Not to negate the life of the person, not to throw out his life, not to put his life on the line, to lose his whole existence. So Mesiras Nefesh is the idea of going higher than Seichel, like the idea of Chukas. And of course, this was the avoid of the free Dikarebbe. His Mesiras Nefesh was in a way of Chukas, going beyond logic completely. Standing up against a mighty empire, against a mighty government, not taking into consideration any of the dangers that it involved. But it goes more than that. There are certain types of Chukim, there are certain types of laws that even though Seichel logic doesn't agree, doesn't understand them, but at least it's not completely opposed to them. In other words, it's not against Seichel, although I don't understand it. But the chukah of the Parah is the kind of chayk that goes against logic completely. And not only against any logic, but even the logic, the Seichel, of what seems to make sense according to the rules of Kedusha, the, rule, the rules of Torah. Says the Rebbe, this is actually why when we call the Parsha, chukas, we don't call it, as it says in the post, we don't call it chukas Torah, we call it Parsha's chukas. Because really this law, this chayk that we're speaking of here, is something that's completely higher and against Seichel. Which Torah, of course, is the idea of Chachma, Hashem's Chachma, of course. But it's still the idea of Chachma, and Chukas means going completely beyond any form of logic. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, by Mesiras Nefesh, we also have two types of Mesiras Nefesh. You can have a Mesiras Nefesh that's somewhat connected to some kind of calculation, truer calculation of Kedusha, but still some sort of reckoning and calculation. That means you might check, am I really obligated in this particular case to have the Mesiras Nefesh or not? That would be called like Chukas HaToyrah. But then there's a kind of Mesiras Nefesh where you're not making any calculations whatsoever. This is coming because of the core essence of the Yid, that in, that in its very deepest level is connected to the essence of Hashem even higher than Torah. And this is what we call Chukas, just plain, not even Chukas HaToyrah. And again, this is what we saw by the free Dikarebbe. His way of spreading Torah and Yiddishkeit obviously involved many things. He sent Rabbonim, he sent Shachtim, he built mikvahs, he built yeshivas. But the main thing that the free Dikarebbe was arrested for was because of his dedication to education, educating Tinoikashom Yisrael and little children. That was his main koch. And you might ask the question and make the calculation. Why does he have to do something that according to nature doesn't seem to have any possibility for success? To teach the adults, that wasn't officially illegal in Russia. The bigger problem that they really got went against him was because of his involvement with little children. And here we're speaking about children that are not even, they're not even obligated to do mitzvahs, etc. Furthermore, he's putting in danger all of his other activities. So why doesn't he dedicate himself more to the things that have more of a chance of success? And this answer is what we said before. This is the idea of chukas. This is a mesiras nefesh that goes beyond all sorts of cheshboinis calculations and reasons. 
As a Nasi, the free Rebbe needs to be concerned with all of Klal Yisrael. If you're not going to have the little children learning Torah, you won't have the adults eventually. Even though, according to nature, it doesn't seem to be any chance for success, and he's endangering all of his other activities, he still goes for it all the way. The Rebbe says this avoid of the free Rebbe in a way of chukas. We actually saw throughout his whole Nasiyas, the 30 years of the free Rebbe's Nasiyas, which could be divided generally into groups of three times, three periods. You had the first time, the one we were just discussing, the Mesiras Nefesh in Russia. Then the Friedrich Rebbe is in Poland. The Friedrich Rebbe is spreading Chassidus over there, but there, there are many other Frum Yidden that are not so happy with the Friedrich Rebbe's way of doing things. And the Rebbe uses the term that says, by Yosef, by Yekanu, by Yechov. The other Yidden were jealous of him and tried to put up obstacles and so on, and he needs to put up with that. Then the Friedrich Rebbe comes to America, the next set of 10 years, where he has to fight the attitude of America, that America is different, that this is not the place for Yiddishkeit. Now each one of these places is very different to the other. In certain ways, each type of Mesiras Nefesh has its own unique challenges, which are not similar and maybe more difficult than the other. Whether it's Mesiras Nefesh in the literal sense, obviously that seems to be the greatest one. But then there's another one when you have to deal with other of his own brethren, other from Yidin, and not to be nispal from that, or he has to go against the whole current in America, and not to be nispal from those that are laughing at him, etc. How could you have that same level of Mesiras Nefesh in every single type of Avoida? Usually if you have a certain Geshmak or a Koch and a certain Avoida, that's the one where you're going to put yourself into completely. It's only the Mesiras Nefesh that comes from the very deepest essence of the Neshama, that goes beyond all the divisions, that's what brings out that kind of Mesiras Nefesh that the Friedi Krabad, that no matter what the situation was, he has that deepest Mesiras Nefesh. So this is all the Chukas aspect. The connection of Yid based Thomas to Chukas, beyond reason completely. Now the Rebbe focuses on Balak. Balak was the greatest anti-Semite. He hated the Yidin, it says in Chazal, more than anybody else. Now even though the Yidin weren't going to be attacking him, and he knew that, he just can't tolerate the, the Metzius of a Yid, the existence of a Yid. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, the arrest of the Friedrich Rebbe were by people that couldn't tolerate Yiddishkeit. Hated Yiddishkeit, hated Frumkeit. Hated Chas Shalom, all things associated with Torah and Mitzvahs. Even though what the Friedrich Rebbe was doing was legal according to the law of the country, but these people just wanted to disturb the Friedrich Rebbe's work. And just like, says the Rebbe, by Balak, what was the end? That the curses from the curses turned out blessings? And says the Rebbe, in a similar way, by the imprisonment and the ge'ul of the Friedrich Rebbe, those very people that arrested him ultimately had to come along and help in his ge'ul. But now the Rebbe focuses on when Chukas and Bolok are connected. What's the message here? The Rebbe is going to explain that Bolok means the hate to the Yidden, and Chukas, the kind of hate that's completely against logic, even more than just regular, not making sense. So the Rebbe says the opposition of Balak, at least, we could say, had some sort of excuse, some sort of reason. He was concerned for his people, concerned for his country. The Pasuk does say they were scared. But then there's a kind of opposition that doesn't, that goes against logic. And that's the meaning of Chukas Balak. And this, the example of this is we have Bilam. Bilam, who hated the Yidden even more than Balak, had such a deep hatred for the Yidden that went completely against logic. That means even though he knew, as a Navi, he knew he won't be able to curse the Yidin. He keeps on saying, only what Hashem says am I going to be able to do. And yet, because of his hatred, he's trying with all of his might to do what Balak is asking him to do. In our own personal avoida, we can also have a similar type of thing. There's something called shtus, shtus of klipa, acting in an irrational way. And we're doing things only because that's what everybody else does. 
The Rebbe brings the example that the Friedrich Rebbe says in Bossi Lagani, that when it comes to matters of eating and drinking and sleeping and so on, we'll never push off those times. And for Torah and Tefillah, Chas V'Shalom, we don't necessarily have such perfectly set times. And Chas V'Shalom could sometimes even be pushed off completely. The Rebbe says this doesn't make sense at all. So in a certain way, this is like the Chukas Bolak attitude. The Bolak is that absolute not making against Yiddishkeit Ashtus. And the, in other words, not doing things the way we're supposed to be doing them. And the chukas, it goes, and it's going in a way of against seichel. It doesn't even make sense we should be acting in that way. But by the avoid of chukas, shtus of kedusha, acting in a way of kedusha beyond reason, this is the way we transform the shtus of klipa into shtus of kedusha. And again, applying this back to the story of the free Rebbe, the people that opposed the free Rebbe wasn't just, as we said before, that there was no good reason for it. But it went completely against logic, in way of chukas bolok. In other words, the hate itself was in way of chukas. And the Rebbe explains it was sadly with the people that arrested the Friedrich Rebbe, some of them were Yidin. And the Rebbe refers to one of them who was actually a grandson of Hasidim. He in fact said to the Friedrich Rebbe, my grandfather carried the bags of your grandfather, that's the Rebbe Maharash, I would like to carry your bags as well. On another occasion, he actually called the Friedrich Rebbe Rebbe. In other words, he's recognizing who the Rebbe is, and furthermore, the Friedrich Rebbe actually warns him and says, you're going to end up being punished for this, which is what ends up happening. And yet, sadly, his hate is in a way going completely against logic. He knows the truth deep down inside, and yet he's fighting the Friedrich Rebbe. Yet says the Friedrich Rebbe, yet says the Rebbe, that, of course, by the Friedrich Rebbe acting in a way also of completely higher than Tam Vadas, with that Mesiras Nefesh, through that was Mizbatil, completely nullified all the opposition. And again, I said before, the people that were against him actually helped in his release. The Yidin end up getting a new Yomtev because of that, the Yomtev of Yidbeis Yid Gimel Tammuz. And ultimately, this will transform the whole month of Tammuz to days of Yomim Toivim, Sasin and Simcha, Bakarev Mamash.